Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, Bigley and Murata. Social Studies, brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Every day we begin the 9 o'clock hour with Social Studies. We throw out a series of questions via Twitter. And you, the listeners, you make the magic happen here to Mm -hmm. take us through it all. Our MC, Sarah the Ruthless. Take it away, Sarah. Thank you to all of our fabulous listeners who participate day in and day out on Twitter at Bickley underscore Murata. We greatly appreciate you. Uh, And we know that sometimes you don't want to answer these questions, but you come through for us anyway. (laughs) So thank you. We appreciate that. All right, let's start with the Phoenix Suns. Maybe a uh, team you're not excited about thinking about right now. But we're asking you, I've got to be honest, Jared, I think I asked this question when you were on vacation. What? But you were too busy with shrimp me. and octopus pizza. You, you didn't run this past me. Shrimp and octopus, octopus pizza. pizza. In your face. What else did you eat? Ice I cream cone? Oh, I ate everything. Everything. There's not enough time. I, yeah, coconut ice cream every day. Oh, that sounds good. That sounds real good. Okay, so we're asking our listeners, and they did come through with a new, unique ways of answering this question. We've probably asked 80 times. What song title or song lyric best describes how you feel about these current Phoenix Suns? I mean, the way they feel about the Suns today could be different than they felt last <laughs> song week. Song lyrics, song titles, it. dazed and confused Led Zeppelin. Oh. Ooh. The Who? Something from The Who? No, no, yeah. Oh, yeah. Won't get fooled again? Bob O'Reilly. Um, I'm going to just go Otis Redding sitting on the dock of the bay, watching the time, just waiting for those guys to come back. Oh. And looking at the Golden State Warriors. That's that my play. that's my mood on the Suns right now, just sitting on the dock of the bay, <laughs> watching the time. Okay. Roll All right. Away. All right. Are you trying to whistle? I'm trying to do the whistle. Right? <laughs> <laughs> wow! You can tell people who haven't whistled in a while. It's just yeah, not there when you leave. I used to you be, go exactly. To I used to be a good yeah, whistler. Yeah, like, what the I wasn't heck? ready for it. That well, we live in the desert. Be. It's too dry. Yeah, yeah. Jared I doesn't tried, get some chapstick, Ferret. No, I moistened my mouth with the. Oh, uh, I want to hear that. <laughs> That's a I moistened my mouth. <laughs> the worst thing here on the radio. Okay. Let's get to some of our listener responses, what? shall we? Song title or lyric that best describes how we feel about the Phoenix Suns right now. Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. Mm. That's Chad Rudinger is doing that. He's living on a prayer. Uh, Hello, Darkness, My Old Friend. Oh, that's a good one. Submitted by that's P. Becker. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a great one. Anthony Porter submitted Sad But True by Metallica. Is that a song that you like, Dan Bickley? Sad But True? It's not bad. Metallica? Yeah, I like it. <laughs> this one made me laugh. So says Jay. Hey, does the violin screech from Psycho qualify? <laughs> <laughs> Can you do a violin screech, Jarrett? <laughs> Another one bites the dust. Submitted by Al Corbett. And then The Downward Spiral by Nine Inch Nails. Justin Prestigard sent that one in. Uh, getting to the NFL, uh, we were talking about the, the current playoff picture and the teams in both conferences that are on the fringe. This Week 18 game will really, really matter to them. So let's start with the NFC. There are three teams left on the edge fighting for a spot in the playoffs. The Seahawks, the Lions, and the Packers, all of whom are 8-8. Eight and eight. 
So of those three teams, the Seahawks, the Lions, and the Packers, which team do you think could make the most noise, could do the most if they make it into the yeah, postseason? I, it's I, obvious, I, isn't it? The right? Packers? Yeah. yeah just, you have to, I think you have to go by the quality of the quarterback in this one, and, and Aaron Rodgers is, is rolling hot right now. That's a dangerous team. Um, if you're the 49ers, that's a dangerous draw, although uh, that defense has shown the ability to bottle them up in the past. Uh, it'd be the Packers to me. Now the, it's interesting that the Lions had as equally, if not worse, start to their season as the Packers are, and they're mm-hmm. in a position to make the playoffs, and too. Listen, Lions are a very physical team. This running back they drafted is all that. They're they're really good, but again, it's it's quality mm-hmm. of quarterback that, you, uh, that I go to in these kind of moments. Mm-hmm. Ask yourself sure. this. If you're the 49ers and you do have have the two seed, who do you probably least want to face in that first playoff game? Yeah. yeah. Probably Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though you've owned them in the playoffs as of late, the answer is still Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. The potential is still there. Yeah. Okay, the Packers are running away with this one. 62% of our voters say that is the NFC team on the fringe that could make the most noise in the postseason. A lot of votes for the Lions, though. 35% of our voters say that could be a dangerous team in the postseason. 3% voted for the Seahawks. Uh, J-Rod cards, very similar to your point, Tim. He says you can put Rogers on Aaron Rodgers on the Arizona Cardinals, and they would be a playoff threat. The guy is just that good. Okay, is he that good though to make the Arizona Cardinals a, a playoff threat this year? That. Okay, Might I mean, you could more. you could argue that the Cardinals roster is better than the Packers, other than they had their quarterback healthy the whole year. Mm. Okay, uh, Chuck Harris says the Lions. Dan Campbell has them biting all the ankles. Plus, we've seen Packer, the Packers, and Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. They'll win one game, then lose one. That's just what they do. Let's do the same exercise on the AFC side of things, guys. Four teams now. The Patriots, the Dolphins, the Steelers, and the Jags. And you could add the Titans if you believe them. I just couldn't fit them. That's fair. That's fair. Which of those teams do you think could be the most dangerous if they make the postseason? Tim? I'm going to say Jaguars. Nothing to lose. Playing with some momentum. If they get there, if they get there of course. Sure. Easier said than done. We'll know on Saturday. But I look at, you know, kind of a a young team that gets in there and they got nothing to lose and they're playing good football as of late. They've got momentum. They've come back from the dead, just like Jarrett was talking about with the Lions. I like the quarterback. I like the running game. They got a coach who's won before. I'll go Jaguars. Okay. I, yeah, I would say I think the Jaguars rate a small edge over the Steelers based on the way Kenny freaking Pickett has been playing lately. Um, and they're also a hot team, the Steelers. They're a hot team. Yeah. I, I, I don't think the Dolphins are it, um, and I know the Patriots are not, but I, I do think the Jaguars probably rate a slight edge over the Steelers. Well, there was a time maybe a third of the way through the season where the Dolphins were in the conversation for the best team in the NFL. Yeah. Yes. And oh, then yeah. the two, all the Tua stuff happened, and they have not been the same since. Whatever yeah. the opposite of playing well is, playing that's rare. the Dolphins. Playing bad. Mm-hmm. All right. They've lost a lot of games lately. 48% of our voters are looking at the Jaguars as the team that could do the most. 
make the most noise if they make the postseason. 32% going for the Dolphins, but most people who responded said that is if Tua remains healthy, of course. 12% voted for the Steelers. 9% voted for the Patriots. And let's get to our final question. I love this one. Okay. Uh, your favorite part of an average day. Jarrett Carlin gave us all a little oh. bit of a pet talk at the start of today's show. Okay. These four hours here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. This is the fun part. This, this is, is the, the easy magic. part. This is where it all happens. This so is this where is your favorite part of an average day. So not yes. nothing like, you know, when you go on a crazy trip or something. Just like on the normal day. Like normal day. Waking yeah. up, going to bed, what do you yeah. like? yeah. unloading the dishwasher. Those those kind of things. Yeah. Is the yeah. unloading the dishwasher I your response? Yeah. I would uh, I would obviously say the uh the cracking open the first beer of the day, but it's dry January for me. Oh, yeah. oh it's the worst. What? Yeah, it's the worst. Um I, I think that uh who made you do that? <laughs> <laughs> the, local, like the local authorities. Just, <laughs> oh, man. Self-regulation, Sarah. That's okay. what it is. I respect um, it. I would say that that what I try to do on an average day is I try to do 30 minutes of hard cardio, and I hate it so much that when I get done with it, the moment that I'm done with it is the best part of the average day. That is a good feeling. Not that I would know in the last five years or so, but... <laughs> yeah. uh, Jared, do you have an answer? Well, Tim didn't answer. I it, no. I some people may relate. Some may find it weird. But I, I find making coffee and drinking that first cup of coffee yeah, in the morning I'm to sure be a lot of people the ritualistic the aspect of the making of the brewing, the and smelling, then of, the smelling, yeah. and of the sipping. Mm. Yeah, I they, think, and then usually the whole day goes to crap after that. <laughs> so that's probably why I like that part the best. Not only do people not think your answer is weird, I think the most popular response is the morning coffee or the first sip of coffee. Oh, That came to mind for me, too. Uh, Lacey says the first sip of coffee. I love this one from Seabocker44. Getting out of the shower and getting into bed with fresh sheets while having TV on or maybe a movie I've seen a hundred times, he says, for background noise while my wife and I send each other TikTok videos. Huh. We've got happy hour. A few people who said getting their tweets read on social studies. Hello, Oscar Chip. Hello, Brian Barger. Hello, Martin A. Lopez. <laughs> uh, the back stretch and back crack right before you get into bed. Alex submitted. Yeah, that, that's got to feel pretty good. I think the back the stretch when you first wake up is pretty good. Mm, nothing about waking up feels good anymore to me. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> At least not last My alarm so. didn't go off this morning. What? How'd you wake up? I use, luckily, I use a regular, real, like, clock alarm, and then I do a backup five minutes later on my phone. Okay. That one went off, and it's, yeah. Wow. Crawling into bed in that last Twitter check, when you know it's kind of come to an end. That final day, Twitter check? Yes. That's a good moment Kind of laying you. in bed, just kind of put the phone down, and you're like, we're done here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no more work today. Yeah. We're done. That's good. Uh, yeah. All right, cool. Simple pleasures. Like it. Social studies with Sarah the Ruthless. Every day, Ruthless. When we come back on the other side, we'll attack the Phoenix Suns and what is going on with our NBA team next. Tim Ring, Dan Bickley, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata. Dan Bickley and Vince Murata. Bickley and Murata Mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. It's tough, right? Because, you know, you expect to go out and, and compete, and I know we will, um, but the lapses and the slow starts, um, just the holes that you can't dig yourself out of. Um, we've had some wild swings. We've had some really high moments and some really low moments. 
And the only thing you can take away from that is that, you know, you, you have to be better, you have to be consistent, and uh, you have to compete at all times. And I, I've, I've seen instances where we haven't done that consistently, and that's, that's what frustrates me. Um, but the NBA gives you an opportunity every other day to come back and bounce back. And so I'm hopeful tonight, you know, that we'll step up to the cha- challenge at the end of the road trip and, um, and, and have some success against a really good Cleveland team. All right, that's the voice of James Jones. Joined Burns and Gambo yesterday. That was prior to a two-point loss to Cleveland, a game that was a mixed bag, a game where DeAndre Ayton was better rebounding-wise, a game where the Suns' um, urgency and want to and, desi- and desire was notably better than their matinee at Madison Square Garden, a game when Chris Paul scored 25 points and played defensively about as active as I've seen him this season. Those are are all good things moving forward. The bad thing is Mikael Bridges continues to struggle um, under these expectations that he is more of an offensive contributor. He missed a game-tying shot at the end of the game, didn't look all that comfortable taking it. Not a bad miss, but it, it was a little different. Um, and the fact that this team is struggling dramatically in crunch or clutch time minutes is something that they were very good at last year. And then also campaign yesterday re-aggravated his right foot injury while tripping and falling on a play that had him following Donovan Mitchell in the first quarter last night. Um, He went back and tested it at halftime. He said he still felt pain in the foot, and then they shut him down. And he had missed nine games prior to coming back the previous game. He'd been out since December 13th, and if he re-injured it, it's... So who knows how long he might be out now? Mm-hmm. Kind of like Devin Booker, kind of coming back and yeah. maybe maybe a bit prematurely, and then costing himself uh, and his team a lot more games down the road. The la- last night's game w- was tough. I mean, they're finding different ways to lose games now. It's four losses in a row. They lost to the Wizards because of a lack of defense. Raptors, the turnovers. Knicks, a lack of offense. And then last night, Bake, it was really just a matter of not being able to close out the game. They had a seven point lead with five minutes and thirteen seconds left. Mm-hmm. And over the next five minutes, they scored one field goal, a DeAndre Ayton hook. And then with 26 seconds left, they, they, they got a three out of Shamit. So there no Chris Paul in closing time. You know, if you look back at the 64 wins last year, don't think the Suns just steamrolled everybody. There were a lot of 50-50 games in the final five or six minutes that Devin Booker and Chris Paul closed out. And they mm-hmm. were unable to do that last night. Obviously, Booker's not there, but whoever was on the floor, they were unable to close that game out last night. And Donovan Mitchell's a guy that can close out games, and he did that. They had not the only- best clutch time record they did. Ever last year. They did. And, and, and Mitchell, if he wasn't scoring, he's the one that made the play to lead to the Mobley game-winning jump shot. So this is just a matter right now. They're 2-8 and eight without Booker. They have lost, what is it now? Well, they've, 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 they've won in five road trip. They've lost 12 out of their last 16. They're going to be better when everybody comes back. But, Bick, I'm looking at the schedule, the road ahead. I know we talked about it yesterday, but Tack got another loss now. I, I'm getting worried that by the time the, the Cavalry does return, they're going to be so far down that the wow. best they're going to do is get themselves up into a play into a play-in situation. Yeah, yeah, listen. because they're losing games at an alarming rate now. They are, 
and and as you pointed out, um, they've got a they've got four roadies coming up that look very very difficult: Golden State, Denver, Memphis, and what was the other one? Minnesota and Minnesota. And and believe me, if the Suns are still diminished in that Minnesota game, the Timberwolves, I'm sure, feel like they owe the Suns one or two. So you're right about that. And as I pointed out in the blast, I think psychologically, it's going to be very alarming if this team falls under 500, given how close we were to a championship just 18 months ago and it's probably going to happen and it, it, part of the thing that worries me is okay so campaign goes down yesterday Chris Paul plays everything but a minute 34 seconds of the second half you keep doing this you keep playing with fire now Dwayne Washington got off the bench for two minutes last night and it's it just seems like they're grasping at straws on a nightly basis as to what the rotation is going to be who they are going to lean on who they're going to start and the problem is the problem that we've brought up all week because they have to play so many role players and the role players aren't going to be good every game no so you can't just keep right. one rotation because you know you're not going to get the same thing from Damian Lee or Dwayne Washington Jr. or Jock Landell or any of these guys. You're not going to get the same thing every game from them. So you can't just have one rotation. You because, have to try to find the hot hand. Because that's not who they are. In fact, you know, the, they've won four of their last 16. The last one they won in Memphis, they got, they got a, let's be honest, they got an out-of-body offensive performance from J, Dwayne Washington Jr. It looked like Steph Curry in that game. Now, I'm not saying they absolutely had to have that performance to win the game, mm-hmm. but that's what it took to help them win that game. Mm-hmm. And there's no denying that. But, you, Jared, you're right. You can't count on role players to, you can't count on Torrey Craig to knock down four threes in a game. It's just not who he is. It's not what he does. I mean, I think Torrey probably tell you, he'd probably tell you the same thing. If he were sitting here, so they got to find a way. Big thing. Their next six games, you know, Miami and Cleveland. Boy, you better win one of those home games because you're six and fourteen on the road this season, mm-hmm. and you're going out to play Golden State, Denver, Minnesota, and yeah, Memphis. I know. And, and the other thing too is is the waning the waning sense of urgency this basketball team has, and and really, what is that all about? Um, I, I can't put my finger on it, but they've got 19 losses now. We know that's jarring enough. They had 18 all of last year. Nine of those have basically been blowouts. So nearly half of their losses have been non-competitive, and of the because nine of those have been by 10 or more points, and of those nine losses of 10 or more points, four have been by 25 or more. So there have been some real wretched displays of basketball that that you have a hard time reconciling. And you just wonder, what what is it going to take to fix this team? And when James Jones was on Burns and Gamble yesterday, they asked him, why haven't you been able to win without Devin Booker this year? Well, a myriad of reasons, but we just haven't closed. We just haven't finished. Um, we've been in, you know, plenty of games where, you know, we've been in control and we've had the ability uh, to pull the games out, and we haven't. Some of it's been shot making, some of it's been decision making, um, and some of it's just been lapses in, in effort and a focus. And so, um, th- this isn't like any other. I mean, this is like every other NBA season where you have moments of struggles where you know players and, and coaches and the staff and the front office, you know, they have to execute 
and we just haven't done it consistently. And, uh, you know, that's, that's that's a challenge for us that we'll have to rectify. Again, that was before yeah. the Cavs game yeah. when they once again weren't able to execute late in games. Yeah. And and again, it's we talked earlier, it was it might have been jarring. It might have been interesting for Mikhail Bridges to get dialed up on that last shot. Was that a was that a designed attempt from Monty Williams to infuse him with some some confidence to get him on a different level? I, I, I don't know. It's I don't think any of us realized how much this basketball team was going to miss Devin Booker. And and the thing, too, with Cam Johnson, and, and this this relates a little bit to the Lamar Jackson situation in Baltimore, when you choose not to pay players before contract years, it's a risk you take. It, it frequently makes the player unhappy, but more to the point, if that player gets injured, that player isn't busting to get back. Because that, play, that player now understands, hey, I've got to take care of me first. Totally agree. And I think, again, it, you just don't put jerseys on, Suns jerseys on anybody and say this is the same team as last year. You can make the argument, beyond making the argument, it's a fact. Mm-hmm. Four of their top seven players from last year are not playing right now. McGee is in Dallas. Yep. Cam Johnson and Booker are hurt. Yep. And Crowder's, you know, I don't know, in Cabo. I mean, I don't know what's going on with that deal and Crowder and, and, and his future and when that deal is going to go down. But this is not the Suns team of last year. No. It's just not. No. And it's and it's it's really jarring because I don't even know, are there pieces out there to make this team whole? Is there a trade out here that can make this team uh, to, to keep that window propped open. These are all heavy, heavy questions. What a what a next couple of weeks it's going to be in the Valley for the Suns and the Cardinals. All right, when we come back on the other side, it's Thursday. That means it's another edition of Mock My World. Stick around. You're listening to Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Welcome back, everybody. We are Bickley and Murata mornings. Minus the Murata. Tim Ring's been in all week. You've been tremendous. Oh, thank you very much. Now I need you to <laughs> answer you. a poll question, Tim Ring. Thank you very much. <laughs> We're going to our website, ArizonaSports.com, for our daily poll question. Guys, who needs to step up more right now for the Suns as they play without Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, or Mikel Bridges? Yeah, I'm voting DA. Not even close, in my opinion. It's really both of them, but I know I I can't I can't do that, or I can do anything I want. Can't no, I? no, you can't. Oh, okay. you, you have say to both. pick one. <laughs> da or Bridges? Well, since they both need to, and Dan said Da, I'll just go ahead and say Mikel. So we're we're covering so our we, bases. Right. All the bases. The, okay, we the studio each, here. So we cancel each other out. <laughs> yeah. exactly. The answer is Chris Paul. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, to our listeners, it's Da. Seventy five percent say he needs to step up more. Without Devin Booker on the court, 25% are still looking to Mikel Bridges. You know, even Monty said last night that we got to do a better job of getting D.A. the ball in position to score. Yeah, and Al McCoy was, was harping on that yesterday yeah. with us. Yeah, listen, I'm telling you, there's something to be said for maybe getting him on the blocks and trying that. Just pound him the ball, pound him the ball, see what happens. All right. Thank you, Sarah. You Appreciate Thank it. You. Thanks, Sarah. Bickley and Murata. Mock my world. Are you mocking me? Are you mocking me? Stop it, you just didn't do it again. Are you mocking me? All right, 
right, every Thursday we unveil one of Jared Carlin's brainchilds. It's called Mock My World. Jared, take it away. Right. One of his brainchildren. Well, yeah, I, wanted his brain a, I wanted to come up. First of all, <laughs> last week, uh, Howard Balzer, Howard Balzer did not reached the all-time low mark, finished with 5.6% in our famous cars uh, draft. But Zach Larson won, actually, for the first time ever with 56% of the vote. Had the Back to the Future DeLorean, Optimus Prime, Lightning McQueen from Cars, and the Mystery Machine from Scooby-Doo. Ooh, Mm -hmm. strong. He is not here today. I am. And Howard Balzer is not here today. Tim Ring is here. So we had to go to random.org to find the order this week. And random.org spit out Tim Ring number one. Wow. Sarah number two, Dan number three, and myself number four. Uh, I thought this is a really dumb, silly category, but it could be fun. Yeah. In honor of David Blau. Blau. Famous people's names who are fun to say. So famous people with silly names, funny names. And so forth. Sounds so, good. So yeah, yeah. So can we is fictional in the in the running? Can we do funny fictional names? Uh, we didn't. I, I was thinking <laughs> real people only. Okay, if that's okay, real people only. Well, you're leaving out your mentor that way. Willy Wonka? Yes. And by the way, are we going he wasn't real. funny and he humorous wasn't real. or cool? Like cool. Know. Cool, funny, Jared's quirky. Dumb idea. Names that are fun <laughs> to say. So however you want to define Great. Okay. Okay. Hit it, Tim, with your number one right. pick. Go, with the number one pick in the Mock My World draft, Tim Ring selects, I am hip. Ooh, good what? One. Quarterback. Good one. Nebraska. I am hip. Wow. I am hip. Good one. Like the, it. Marilyn Terrapins used to have a player named X-Ray Hip. What? That was a basketball player. Anyway. Yes. Really? Yeah, oh really? I guess I guess Bickley can't draft him now. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Sarah, number two. Yes, okay. I, I, I just went with athletes. I kind of missed the famous people memo, so I am it's going okay. with someone I am now very fond of. Steve, ho, you fat! <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. My favorite Hooper ever. Fun. <laughs> that French team, right? Yeah, or that's right. Vegas team. Or what? Yeah, what was it? New Zealand team, was it? I don't remember. No, there remember. wasn't. All right. All right. Uh, give me football coach Jim Bob Cooter. Oh, that's Such a great a one, too. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a double whammy. Because anybody named Jim Bob already mm-hmm. is in the running. Yes. Mm-hmm. Totally. All right. I got two picks here. I am going to start with Wolf Blitzer. Oh, that's a great one. The CNN anchor. That's good. That's a great that's a great name. And then I'm going to go with famous cellist Yo-Yo Ma. Yo-Yo Ma. Sir, I'm with you. I thought we were doing athletes too. That's well, that, that is where my uh, that's where all mine are. It doesn't matter. It's I know. Okay. I, I, I just okay. want to say, like, I didn't venture out into the the Yo-Yo great, Mom. No great big world of musicians and actors and whatnot and authors. All right. Okay. So with my no, no, it's no, my no, turn, it's, Tim. Oh, so, oh I'm sorry, back. Dan, then Sarah. Oh, yeah, we right. snake yeah. it. I got you. Snake. Yeah. Snake it. Snake. All right. Yeah. Give me baseball pitcher Boof Bonzer. Oh, I loved Boof Bonzer. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty fun. All right, I'm gonna go with John David Booty. Oh, that's good. Booty, 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 rocking everywhere. <laughs> now it's your turn. I know. Okay, you got two picks actually. Oh, I got two picks. Okay, I am gonna go with Coco Crisp. Oh, so good. 
And then I'm going to go with an old quarterback named Sonny Six Killer. <gasps> oh, what? Wow. Not what? familiar. No, I, I was not aware of that person. He's a bad man. Oh, better be with that last name. Okay, back to me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take... I don't, I don't think he goes by this anymore. Chad Ochocinco. Does that still qualify? Sure. Sure. Yeah, hey, Chad Ochocinco. Chad Ochocinco. Yes, please. Which he, I believe, legally changed. Did he legally change it to his real name? I believe he did. Yes. And then I think he legally went back to Chad Johnson. That's a lot of paperwork. A lot of paperwork. A lot of red tape. All right, my pick, Jerry. Yes, for All funny, right. goofy names. Give me, to say. Uh, give me a college athlete who uh, got a lot of publicity for his name, the coldest oh. Crawford. Yes, the coldest. Got an AC unit uh, NIL deal yes, out of it. He did. Yes, he did, and then he transferred. And his middle name, not kidding, is to ever do it. The coldest. <laughs> it is. Look it up. The coldest to ever do it, Crawford. <laughs> I'm not joking. That's his real name. That's tremendous. My middle name is Catherine. My middle name is Charles. Come on. My middle name is Gregory. My middle name is Burke. Burke? Yeah, my mother's maiden name. Burke. Well, that's old school. Burke. All right, I am going to go with my last two picks here. An actor whose first and last name is fun to say separately and together. Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, that's such a fun name. And then I'm going to go with a basketball coach. I had to eventually. Wayne Tinkle. Oh, Jerry. Oh, come on. It is a fun name. You guys are so Jerry. above me all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, We would Jared. never make that kind of quip. Jared. All right. Uh, Damn your last pick, Dan. Oh, okay. Give me baseball player Stubby Clap. <laughs> Former second baseman for the St. Louis Cardinals, Stubby Clap. Stubby Clap. You don't remember Stubby uh, Clap? Stubby Clap. Stubby, <laughs> stubby Clap. Yes. What kind of, uh, when, what kind of applause does Andy Reid do? Oh, jeez. My goodness. Anyway. Okay. Sarah, your last pick. Well, that was your favorite NFL coach. I'm going with my favorite NFL coach, Macho Eberflor. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Macho. Got to give the people what they want, you Sarah. Macho Eberflor. <laughs> All right, it's me. Right? Uh huh. It's you. We're going to go with. Uh, <laughs> this is to close the draft out. We are going to go with a former college basketball star who had a move named after him. God. Sham, sham God. God. Tremendous. That's a good <laughs> God, one. Sham God. Nobody picked. Equiminius St. Brown. Mm. Mookie Blaylock. Those are. Hock and Lube. Oh, I like Hock and Lube. Taco Fall. That's a good oh, one, too. Yeah. Bull Bull. Peekaboo Bull Street. Fun. Oh, yes. Zsa Zsa Gabor. Ha Ha Clinton Dix. That's a good one. Ha Ha Clinton Dix is a tremendous one. That was on my list, and I took Stubby Clap over Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Army Hammer. DeBrickashaw. DeBrickashaw Ferguson. World Be Free. Yeah. Jake Butt. Storm Duck. All right. Stop it, Jared. Shut up, Jared. What did I say? Wayne Tinkle. Finn Wolfhound. Ferret Carlin. All right, we'll come back and wrap up today's train wreck of a show next. You're listening to Arizona Sports, the local sports league. Dan Bickley. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata, song of the day. The name game. 
was not my choice. I want it known for the record that this was Tim Ring's contribution. That wasn't even my choice. It was no. Tim Ring's suggestion. This is something you'd expect from Jared. You know, everyone knows this song, even though it's think, 60 years old. I was thinking old. of something name-related, and I suggested it, and Dick was like, no. No. And then Jared went and played it. This, offends my, this offends my rock and roll sensibilities. There's no crunchy yes. guitar in this Thank song. Thank you for saying that. That's exactly what it does. Uh, I don't know the song. This is like Shirley. You never heard this, this, is, this is like Shirley in the gang, right, or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's Shirley Ellis is her name. Yeah, so you know this song? I take it, Jerry. Absolutely. You never heard this, Dan? No. Really? And I'm better for it. You vetoed a song you had never heard. <laughs> you told me it was old timey from way back when. That was enough for me. Here we go. doing that like on the playground when I was like yeah. eight. I didn't know it was an actual So it'd be Dan, Dan, Boban, Manana, Vanna, Fofan, Meet Mop, Mo Man. Yes, there's certain Dan, names Dan. you play. Yeah, there's certain names you cannot say, you cannot wow. do on the radio, but wow. yeah, Dan works, Tim okay. works. Anyway, that's the song right, that's, that's, What is the name of this thing again? This is, the, this is the name game. Okay, the name game. That is the song of the day. Brought to you by Tim Ring. Where are you? Ring, it's, a play, where it's a playoff of our Mock My World. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. All right, Jared, before we move on, why don't you uh, recount for our listening audience, recap the four Mock My World teams for everyone so they know who to vote for. Okay. Um, <laughs> you have no clue, Jared. If you go to Bickley underscore Murata shortly after the show, shortly you can read the them. Uh-huh. some of the names. I don't you know, I don't want to waste our time, especially uh-huh. when I have to tell you. Oh, yes, I have much course. more important things to tell you, like, for example, that Christmas you? through New Year's Day is the lowest week of the year for blood donations, and January is the highest blood usage month of the year for patients. Please consider making a blood donation on Sunday, January 8th at Vitalant's Sun, uh, Saving Arizona Blood Drive. Schedule your appointment now at vitalant.org slash save Arizona. you have any more that you forgot you need to cram in? I, I don't. And if you if you think if you think I forgot something, you can text us your thoughts on the FanDuel text line 620-620 right now. All right. Boom. So um, That's why a lot of people are still driving to work at 10 to 10. So right. there's, there's great news coming out of uh, the University of Cincinnati Medical Center where Damar Hamlin, the injured Buffalo Bills player, is responsive. He opened his eyes last night, according to Ian Rappaport. He was squeezing the hand of people close to him. Um, if if you didn't know better, you would think this young man is out of the woods, and thank goodness for that. And it's it's everything uh, NFL teams need. It's it's everything the league needs. It's, it's everything anybody with humanity kind of needs to feel good about engaging and getting into football going forward. Because keep in mind, we're right at the end of the season, and this is you know this is the time when when football gets insanely great. And I think the little bit of good news today, or the a lot of good, it was a little bit of news, but it was a lot yeah. of good. I guess is the way I want to phrase that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to give the Bills and everybody else in the NFL just enough. Yes, life of the breath of life. Yes, to to go out there and play the game. Yes. Without that on your conscience, I guess is the way to 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 to, to phrase it. Yeah. Like they don't like there's there's a big 
boulder of worry at least somewhat removed from the shoulders. Right. Yeah. Of the NFL players across the country. No, that's exactly right. So, um, so that's great, great news. Now, I don't know if you believe in this kind of stuff, but somebody pointed out, and this kind of stuff always blows my mind when it happens. So the Buffalo Sabres showed up in Washington last night uh, wearing shirts that said Love for Three. Okay. Love for Three, which is DeMar Hamlin's number. Sabres go on to win that game when Tage Thompson scored his third goal of the game exactly three minutes into a three-on-three in overtime. It was Thompson's 30th goal of the season, scored on January 3rd, and vaulted Thompson to third place among NHL point leaders. Wow. That's a lot of number three magic going on there. I think any ASU fan would tell you there's a lot of magic in the number 42. So I think they believe in that. A lot of things go back to 42. So... Yeah. So there you go. There's that. There's some karma there. All right. We pointed out earlier that uh, in in light of all the weirdness that has happened with the Arizona Cardinals this year, have you seen Rondale Moore's pinky finger? He tweeted out. (laughs) Yep. He tweeted out a picture of his pinky, and if his the rest of his fingers are pointing north, the pinky's going west. It's a flat out right turn. <laughs> it takes a right turn at knuckle two. <laughs> <laughs> knuckle two. That's a really good way of putting it. I mean, it's so gross. Is that permanent? Because he's also posted up a, a picture of him catching a football, and that pinky. Is taking a right turn. We wouldn't have noticed it by now. Dan, you were saying that this might be some sort of parlor trick, some sort of uh, yeah. double par- jointedness. Well, but I've never I, seen listen, that kind of. I, 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 guys who have had like fractures and dislocations, sometimes you can just crank it back to the state of. Yeah. <laughs> I have a disrepair. A friend who used to love playing that joke on me. Yeah. He would he would turn his in the opposite direction of <laughs> Rondale Moore's finger. It was his pinky too, and he, he loved to do that. Uh, it I also freak me out. I I also find it interesting that, that David Blau's card trick on Hard Knocks last night has gotten real mixed results about how it hit people. Yeah. Some people liked it and some people thought it was the dorkiest thing they've ever seen. I, I don't think he had the showmanship <laughs> to pull it off. Oh, I got you. You know what I mean? Like, like The he, execution was it, bad. Exactly. Like... You know, maybe to the people in the room, it looked impressive. It didn't come across that impressive on the camera because you have to, you have to so like explain to the people like what you're doing, why what you're doing is amazing. You have to do sort of like distractions and all kinds of things, and, and it's all about showmanship. And I don't think he had that as a magician. Well, he's got to watch some Copperfield game film in the off season. Yeah. Yes, Jared, you want to work on his theatrics? Uh, Lance Burton, which is funny because the the greatest magician I think is. Uh, David uh, Blaine, who has absolutely no charisma at all. I thought you were going to say David Blau. I thought you were going to say David Blau. David <laughs> Blau, no. David Bl- Blaine? Blau is no Blaine. Blau is no Blaine. Did you all see what J.J. Watt got in the mail? No. You want to know? Please. Yes, of He course. tweeted about 30 minutes ago. I've received a lot of wild fan mail over the years. This package that arrived today is certainly being added to the list. And if I'm understanding correctly, it looks like a full-sized taxidermied badger. What? As in Wisconsin, Wisconsin Badger, of course. Badger. It's sitting in the locker room. It is pictured on his uh, folding chair in the Cardinals locker room. Somebody uh, sent a full stuffed badger we're yeah. assuming. to the it Cardinals facility? It, it, it could, well, we're assuming it's not alive. It's yeah. not alive. Certainly not the way that it was delivered. Uh, 
face down in bubble okay. wrap. I don't I'm, think it would have survived. I'm just confused, first of all. I didn't know killing badgers was a thing. Could have died of natural causes. Uh, you found, you just found one? Could in, have in lived Wisconsin a long, before. happy life. And, and just decided yes. to Died his, of old age. His final <laughs> wishes were to be... A geriatric badger? Great band name. Geriatric badger. Yeah. yeah. Uh... Let me tell you how crazy the hunters are in That's Wisconsin. Cool. One time driving back from a game at Lambeau Field, I got behind a car that had a dead deer on the roof oh. strapped with, like, cords, and there was blood and entrails <laughs> coming down the back window. Oh, I oh. hope you had your windshield wipers My on. My first sportscasting job ever was in Wausau, Wisconsin. We used to have to cover deer hunting. Get out. You cover it. That was your first gig? First gig, Wausau. Year and a half. How come did you cover? Way, Ringer. Like, no, they, you come they a long way. It. Have I? Well, it was, it was a deer hunting to this. It was a competitive matchup Jerry. today between the deer drinking from a brook and this guy with a rifle. Oh, this guy be like, hey, I got a 14-pointer. Come over and shoot it in my driveway. Like, shoot it with video. Now, oh, the, the, horse, the, the, the deer was already dead. All right. Yeah, was, ah, All right, good job, fellas. Another outstanding award-winning broadcast, right? What do you say we do it again tomorrow? Yeah. All right, I'm Tim. I guess, yes, okay. On behalf of Ray Ratto, who actually does like me, on behalf of Sarah Cazell, Jarrett the Ferret, Carlin, Tim Ring, I'm Dan Bickley. Wolf and Luke are next. You're listening to Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.